You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is titled, How Important is Church Membership? by Joe Keim and is part two of four. Okay, now let's keep going here. Acts chapter 5, verse 14. What makes a believer attractive or eye-catching? Acts chapter 5, verse 14. Believers are, uh, what makes believers attractive? What makes them attractive? Verse number 5, verse 14. 5, 14. Somebody read it. And believers were and more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. Okay. Do you see, Anna brought this up a little bit ago, but who added? Who done the adding? The Lord. The Lord done the adding. It is easy to be drawn to churches because of programs that they put on. Uh, maybe a good speaker, speaker, or maybe it's a big church, and I just feel like I want to be a part of a big church where there's a lot going on, and so you're drawn to that church. Maybe it's got a beautiful facility and you're just drawn to the facility. But the verse number 14 says that the Lord is the one who adds to the church. And for whatever reason, that person that is not a part of this body yet, when that person will come along and decide, I want to become a part of Mount Gilead Christian Church, it's because... The Lord has impressed upon that person to become a member. It's not by what we've done. It's all about God. It's not about man. Now, in the early church, people were attracted because of God's power at work. If you want to be an attraction to your neighborhood, I guarantee that the power of God will make more of an attraction than anything else. Why would anybody even want to come around and consider belonging to this body if it, was, if it did not contain the power of God? You see how important it is that we have the power of God in here? The, the generosity, uh, sincerity, honesty, the unity. It's not always easy to be unified as believers. <laughs> And the character of the leaders. The Bible says, of of whom much is given, much is required. And if we have leadership in this church that that has good character, and you're honest, and you have the power of the Holy Spirit upon you, 
then that will show the community. And the community will want to come in and be a part of this, not because of us, but because of what is God is doing through us. There's a lot of dead churches today. There's also a lot of churches that are caught up in, in programs and, and music and all of that stuff. Entertainment. But I want the power of God in here, right? Is that what you want? How do we get that power? Where does that power come from? Do we just sit back and wait on it to come? Or is there something we need to do? Prayer. Prayer. You agree with that? Mm -hmm. Knowledge and prayer, right? I mean, we can't just expect to open up the Bible once a week and think that we're going to gain lots of scriptural knowledge, are we? We have to open it up and devour ourselves in the Word of God and learn what does God want for us. John chapter 4, verse 13. Let's go there. How can a person know if he or she belong, has been added to the Lord? How do you know? John, 1 John 4.13 How can you know whether you... We're going to look at membership now, but we want you to become a part of this local church. But maybe, uh, maybe you're questioning, am I really saved? How, do, how can I know if I'm saved or not? First John 4.13 Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Because he has given us of his spirit. And we know that. We can tell whether we have of his spirit or not. Do you have of his spirit? Has he come into your life? Do you feel it? Do you know it? Have your eyes been opened? When you go into the Bible, this scripture jump out at you and say wow I've never seen it like that before it all makes sense now and you start to think how come he can't see that why isn't that clear to him Romans chapter 8 verse 13 Romans chapter 8 verse 16 here again is another uh, proof of whether we have the spirit in, or uh, salvation dwelling in us Romans 8.16 Somebody go ahead and read that scripture. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Again we see that the Holy Spirit, the, be, the, the big capital S there, the Holy Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Okay, that was first membership requirement. Now we're going to look at uh, the second one. Baptism is not an option. And I want you to see that. I put the scripture right there. But Matthew 28 verse 19 says, Once you have been saved, you've been born again, then it says, go, uh, well, this is our command, actually, to the church. But it says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. After we're done teaching them, we're supposed to do what? Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. 
Now, the word go does not mean if you feel like it, does it? Or Yeah, exactly. And it does not say only the leadership of the church, does it? No worse does it say that. It is a command that is for every believer in this room today. We are to go and teach. And when we get done teaching, then we're supposed to baptize them. It's a command from Jesus Christ himself. 1 John 2.3 And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. It's another measuring stick. Are we saved? Well, if we're saved, we should know that we're saved because we are keeping his commandments. When Cornelius got converted, somebody read that verse. What did Peter tell him to do? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Is baptism an option? Huh? It's a command. It's a command. It is an absolute command. I know a lot of people that say, I know I've been born again, but for whatever reason, I, I just can't get myself to be baptized. If you truly, truly want to follow the Lord all the way, then we are commanded to be baptized. Now, I wanted to just uh, talk about baptism. What is baptism? The true Greek meaning of the word baptizo. That's, this is the, the Greek meaning. Baptizo is found 80 times in the New Testament. And it always means to fully dip or fully wet. Okay? It always means that. That's what baptizo means. Now, uh, I know churches that say, okay, we'll do both. We'll do sprinkle or, or we will do... Uh, will dip you underneath, whatever you prefer. And uh, But if you do anything but fully dip, you're only doing it half-heartedly. You're only doing it halfway. If uh, Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That is a clear picture that we are to be buried completely underwater, and I don't think anybody can get buried in the cup. Can you? <laughs> you cannot be buried in a cup. Right? When, when Philip and the eunuch were traveling along and the eunuch said, What does hinder me to be baptized? And, you know, and Philip said, Well, if thou believest it was all thine heart, thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then he took him down, and, he, and it says that they went down into the water. It does not say they went down into the cup, but they went down into the water. And they were completely covered up, because that's the way God wants it to be. What true baptism is not, and I just wanted to bring this out, but if... Here's another little Greek word, R-H-A-N-T-I-Z-O. If God would have wanted Christians to be sprinkled, 
he would have used that word right there instead of baptizo. But he didn't. He used baptizo. If the Lord Jesus wanted people, Christian believers, to be poured, he would have used that word right there. K-A-T-A-C-H-E-O. The other Greek word that means poured. And again, he did not use that word. He used baptizo. And he used it all 80 times. It means to be completely immersed, dipped underwater. Okay? Early examples of believers being baptized. In Acts chapter 8, verse number 12 through 13. We're just going to read the verse here. But when they believed Philip, preaching the saints concerning the kingdom of God and the names of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. They believed, and then they were baptized. Then we go to another example. Simon uh, himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. First he believed, and then he was baptized. Acts chapter 18, verse number 8. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, first he did what? Believe. On the Lord Jesus was all his house, and many of the Corinthians, believing or hearing, believed, and then they were what? Baptized. Baptized. It just went right along with becoming a believer. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Let's turn there. Acts 2, 41. Somebody can go there and read that scripture when you get there. Acts 2.41. Then they that men received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Okay, now I want you to see the, see the scripture on the board. There are three key words in there. The first one is, then they that gladly received. Now, they were not receiving a set of ideas. Understand that. They were, it was not a set of ideas that they were receiving from the apostles. Nor were they receiving a man's thoughts. Or a set of rules or principles. Or human philosophy. See, they were not receiving position. Or a religion. What were they receiving? They were receiving the word of God, but it was, it was going in and making them whole. They were becoming, uh, they were born, becoming born again as they received. But as many as received him, to them gave you the power to become the sons of God. Then we'll look at uh, the next thing. Then they that gladly received his word. A true church receives his word and does something about it. They welcome it and they believe it. And they practice it and they experience it. And they go out into the world and they, they plaster the world with it. They do more than just believing it. They do something about it. And the last thing that we see is, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized and then they were added to the church. Who done the adding? Who does the adding? 
Amen. We plant, we water, God gives the increase, and then they belong to the Lord. From the scriptures we just read, how important is baptism to God? Very important. Hundred percent. Amen. If it is that if it is that important to God, should it not also be to the believer? Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.